There's this stone-walled, stone-floor workshop-y type areas with a bunch of little rooms off them. And again, old wooden stairs if you want to bang around upstairs. <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. Oh, dear God, you're not recording all this. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I don't know what it sounds like. But. Big machine. Sound probably, you could probably use that as the sound of the old cooling thing for the, the old uh, computer processors or something like that. No idea what an old server room would have sounded like, but I can't imagine. If you listen very carefully, you can hear some jams. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode four of Behind the Wall. This is a series of special feature podcasts taking a look behind the making of The Wall in the Mind. And if you haven't heard the previous episodes, The Wall in the Mind is an upcoming drama series set in Berlin at the fall of the Berlin Wall and today. And the series is coming to radio and news talk in Ireland starting on the 16th of April at 7am and repeated at 10pm that night. And it'll be out as a podcast with each scene released as a new episode starting also on the 16th of April. For this episode of Behind the Wall, we take a look at the location scouting process. The whole series was recorded on location around Ireland. As part of that, we needed to find places to record. It might seem naively that because this is radio, one location is much like another, but of course places have a unique sound characteristic, whether it be the absence of planes flying over nearby motorways or a particular room sound. Every place sounds unique, and for a production like this with so many locations and so many different action scenes, we needed a lot of places where we could generate the sounds required as naturally as possible. So here I am on location down in Kildare on the Curra at Martin's Ten House explaining the rationale behind this extravagant location recording process. Okay, I'm going to walk from the house all the way out to another set of woods that are on the far side of the property. There are two ways to do a radio drama. You can do it uh, on location or you could do it in studio. Now with a movie, even when the film is all shot on location, often the sound effects will be done in a process called Foley. And Foley is everything from all the footsteps of every character being replicated using different shoes on sticks and so on, to swords being banged together for sword fights, all that kind of thing. Obviously for a radio production we can't do that. We don't have a Foley department, we don't have a person who could match the sounds to the image because there are no images. Even if we did, in the absence of an image that's kind of a static process, when you record in a studio you're not getting the same thing that you would get in a sound stage for a movie. In a movie studio actors might be in a bar but it looks like a bar and they can you know behave like they're in a bar. Whereas in a radio studio you've just got some mics and some walls and you get this very dead sound and you get this quite often very dead performance. So what, what I prefer to do and I think really anyone should do if they're really taking it seriously, is to, as much as possible, get out of the studio. And it's not, it's not, of course, always possible to get to a fancy location, but it's something you can do in your back garden, on the street, uh, on a bus, you know, just have the actors in a physical place. You'll get a better performance out of them because they can, 
convince themselves they're in that place and they can really get into character. But more importantly, you'll get the bedrock of sounds from the location. And even film sound guys will tell you that they get as much location sound as they can because they build upon that to make the final sounds. And then, what's this room called? Drinks room. Drinks room. Drinks room is a small room, uh, one window, stone walls, two doors. Covered in prints from the Indian Uprising or the first War of Independence. And you'll be able to hear the prints from the Indian Uprising. And this is... This is the drawing room. The drawing room. So the drawing room is approximately 30 feet long, 20 feet wide, a very high ceiling, 14, 15 foot high ceiling. It's got wooden floors, but a very large carpet. This is what the wooden floors sound like. So when we're making the final production, I might use a whole bunch of different sounds. Sounds I've recorded myself, sounds I've collected from sound archives, and of course sounds from location, and layer them on top of the initial recordings. And that will all serve to hopefully sell the location, but also gives us the flexibility when we're doing stuff like that to use the microphone and the placement of the microphones to create point of view. So there's three aspects to that. One is giving us an idea of where we are. Why is it important? Why are we following this particular part of the action? What does that say about where we are in the narrative? And the second is the power relations between the characters. Who's in control in the scene? You know, these are things that you can subtly indicate with shifts in camera angle, close-ups, moving in on one person, making them higher than another in TV or movies. And the third is the tone of the scene. So if a, if a scene is supposed to be very sad, very heated, and that's something we can, we can replicate through the placement of the microphone and through the way we collect sounds in the environment. What I'm really saying is that studio recording is to radio what green screen is to cinema. It's useful in certain circumstances, but ultimately, for the sake of the actors and the audience, you want to minimise its use as much as possible. And if you do have to use it, you want to be bloody well good at it. You want to have the best possible composite artists working to build up that false background. But this is beautiful. Out here in the countryside, in Kildare, near the Cara. It's a marvellous day. And you can find out more about The Wall in the Mind and hear the whole series, scene by scene or episode by episode, at garethstack.com.